When you discovered the law of attraction, you started to believe anything was possible. Life got better, much better. Now you want more, but it's not working. That's where the Manifest It Now show comes in. If you've been waiting for someone who can teach you the practical application to manifest quicker and easier while having more, turn the volume up because the dynamic duo, Cassie Parks and Ginny Gain, are ready to teach you how to live the law of attraction like they do. It's time to laugh and learn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Manifest It Now. I am here with your LOA business coach, Cassie Parks. And I'm here with your LOA coach, Jenny Gain. Cassie and I have our part two of notes and important topics from uh, What the Bleep Do We Know? So we're excited to jump into that with you guys. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Like when we... I kind of forget how excited I get about this movie. I remember and, last one we, we recorded. We were all like... <laughs> You like jumping at the bit. Yeah. 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 And we like talked about all the cool things. We're probably like an hour before we started recording. (laughs) We were. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm super excited to talk about this topic, but first I want to know what you're excited about today. Okay. So one really cool thing that's happening is I'm planning my first live event. So that's super exciting because it feels totally (laughs) like, like I do everything fun and exciting. And it's when I like tap into my future self, I am working with people on -on one-on-one face-to-face doing workshops around the world, leading retreats. And so I'm super excited to be starting that venture. Yay. I love it. That's exciting. Yeah. What about you? Um, What are you excited about right now? Um, I am excited about, I'm, I'm excited about cause my book comes out manifest 10,000 comes out in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it like in some ways it feels like it was so long ago that, I mean, it kind of like nine months is a long time, but it's not, I think it was about nine months ago when, uh, I figured out that it, no, it was about a year ago, actually, I think that I knew I got the publishing deal. Yeah. Um, and so like I knew it is a process and, uh, like, you know, it was so, it was like, yeah, that's happening. It's so far off. And then like, there's all these steps, like you just recently got your book. So like mm-hmm. I had that step and there's like the step of the recover design and there's like all these steps in the middle, but then you're like, oh my gosh, like it's <laughs> here. Like I've been talking about it for so long. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like excited and excited that that's one of those things that was on my list, you know, to have in my life. And here it is. Bucket list. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't wait to go like to walk into a store and pick up the book and be like, Mm. I'll probably shout out, look, look here, look, I wrote this. (laughs) Right. I know. Of course you're going to do that. Like why? Like, Hey, did you know I'm the author of this book? Like, Hey stranger. Hey, hey over here. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm so excited that, um, like that's the, like, I believe anything is possible, but like some things do take some, I don't know, they not work isn't the right word, but like, it's, it's going to be possible for somebody to walk in and get my book off the shelf, right. Where that wasn't really, it's possible to like go, you know, create the process and create the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just the, I don't know. It's reality now, I guess. Yep. That's very, very exciting. Yeah. And tell everyone, tell all of our awesome listeners what you have for them. 
the hottest money manifesting party on the planet, um, which you can join, get your, you know, you can join at manifest10k.com. And I love this course. Obviously the book is based on the course. It's based on, you know, my own experience and then teaching thousands of people what I know and seeing where people get, you know, caught up in all that. And, uh, I love the course because it's, it stands the test of time. It has success. The success keeps getting better and better. So you can join the party at manifest10k.com if you would love to have $10,000 show up in your life in the next 90 days. I love that course because it came so much from inspiration and it has such a story to how it, you know, how it came to be. (laughs) It does. I love that too. Like, I love that it was, you know, it was created, it was born or created, like however you want to say it, it wasn't, it was so different than anything I'd done before. And I just love it. Yeah. I love it. That's kind of the same story I had for LOA skills camp. When I first put that together, I remember like I was sitting on the couch and I was just like, okay, what would I want? What do I want to teach? You know, like what message do I want to get across? And it just all came out that way. And it's just the journeys of those kind of things. They have results because of the intention in their creation. Yeah. 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 Um, totally. Uh, so I love it. And what do you have, speaking of LOA skills camp, what do you have for people at your website? Well, if you guys visit LOAskillstraining.com, you can access a four part video training series. So I go over specific steps to apply the law of attraction in your life and be deliberate and things you can do really easy, kind of simple steps you can do every day to make that happen for you, whatever it is you're wanting. So check it out. Yeah, go check it out. And um, I think we're actually going to draw next week for, we said we'd do it this week, but we're going to do it next week. Um, Draw for our next um, person, you know, who just gets some extra moolah for us for being awesome. Um, So if you still need to post a review or you want to just share the love and uh, on iTunes, please go post a review. We love reading those and hearing from you guys in that way. And then you'll be entered into our contest again. Yes. Yep. Super fun. Okay. So getting into part two of this guys, do you want to start by giving a general summary of this one experiment that we were talking about? Yeah. So this is one of the way, I mean, there's several ways I think that they say this and they illustrate this and people study this, but, um, you know, and what the bleep they go, um, and I'm not sure that they go over this experiment in the movie. You might have to go to down the rabbit hole to see it. It's definitely in down the rabbit hole. Um, but it's called the double slit experiment. And basically it's like they send, you know, they, they take something like, you know, like think about a poster board. I'm sure it's not a poster board, but that you cut like a slit in, you know, that stuff can pass through and they shoot electrons through it. Um, and so just based on the way things should happen is like, there should be, you know, when you shoot enough, it should basically like fill up the hole that was the slit. Right. And so what they say is, um, okay, well that's what happens with one. So when we have two slits, like, I think that, you know, the first hypothesis is that they'll equally fill up, right? Like both will go. But what happened was that they didn't, it's because they, um, because there's two slits, the electrons like interfere, they, they create waves and they interfere with each other. Um, I'm not using the term that they use, but it's basically becomes all over the board. So instead of like two lines, I think it's interference, and interference, thank yeah. you. So it creates interference. So instead of creating two lines, 
there's stuff all over the board. There's electrons all over the board. And, um, they're like, huh, that's interesting. Well, let's measure, like, let's measure what's happening. So I think they do an experiment in the middle where they actually see the electron like split and go 50, 50 through the thing. Actually that happens after. So they say, let's measure, let's measure what's happening. Like let's put a, some, some device to measure, right? Well, what happens as soon as you used an eyeball. (laughs) Yeah. In the the movie, it's like, let's put something right there to look at what's happening. Right. And the reason they use the eyeball is because this is about observation and how this affects your, your reality. So when they put the measuring device there or the eyeball on to see exactly what's happening, um, it changes what happens. Because once you start to observe it and you're looking for that certain thing, it changes the way the electrons behave. And Mind so then blown. Right? So then what happens instead of the appearance and it being spread out all over is there's two lines like they originally expected and thought would happen. And what I love about this, I like wrote this down. Um, so Basically, you know, so as soon as you start looking at something, the observer collapsed those wave functions and made it behave like they thought it was. And I love this. I wrote this quote down. So when you're not looking, there's waves of possibility. When you are looking, there are particles of experience. Oh, I know. I'm going to say it again. When you're not looking. So in this slit experiment, when the, I mean, this applies to life too, but when you're not looking, there's, um, there are waves of possibility, right? So there's all this interference and it creates all these possibilities. But when you are looking, there's particles of experience because they started to measure because the very act of measuring and putting that eyeball there was them looking for something specific. Like they wanted to know, they basically wanted that, you know, to know how that happened. And so as soon as they put that on to measure the things, the electrons started behaving differently. I know it's so crazy. Yes. I started that too. I said, I wrote, um, so the very act of observing something changes the properties of the particles and how they react. Yes. And that happens in our life all the time, all the time. Like, let's talk about this. So how does this apply? It means that there is always all possibilities. Yes. Right. But once you start to observe and you basically, you pick like when you start to observe, you're picking the possibility you want to be true. It kind of comes back to what we were talking about last week with the, the 400 billion possibilities But when we're looking, we're only looking at 2000. Mm -hmm. So we're creating our experience based on what's already programmed in that. It's like, so the reality, our reality is responding to what we're looking for. Oh, oh, so good. good. Yeah. I also wrote this down. The multiple possibilities exist in your subconscious and you collapse them. And the way I think about this is really like, I picture this concept. Like I just see like a world of dominoes, like lined up, you know, stacked, but it's like when you pick one, if you like put your finger on it, the rest of them fall and that one becomes true. Oh, like they were, they were all that because it, that is what like the observer collapses those 
wave functions in that experiment, which is collapsing the other possibilities. Right. And there's no, um, they, there's no explanation to explanation <laughs> to why or how, like they, they couldn't figure out one person or one observer from the next. Like there was no science to that because right. every observation yes. is different. Oh my gosh. I loved that part where they were like, it's, it's always a little bit different because the observer is a little bit different. Yes. That's why all, oh all every reality is a little bit different because every person is a little bit different. Yes. Oh. Have you ever been in one of those experiments and or experiences and you're like, you think you're looking at the same thing as someone else, but they are literally like they say something and you're like, that's not what I see at all. Oh, absolutely. Like you're, you're like, huh? Because it, for you, it's so real. Like you so clearly see what's happening. Yes. Um, this, you know, where I think this is like super fascinating to just observe is when you're in a restaurant with people mm-hmm. like in service, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this happened to me recently and I was like, and someone's like, well, they didn't want to wait on us. I'm like, I don't think it was that. They're like, we sat too far away all the time. Right. They were like, well, we sat so far away. So they didn't want to wait on us. And I'm like, well, actually, like, I think they just have five tables and there's one person like that was just the time it took to get to us. Mm -hmm. Right. But whatever you choose is what's true. Go ahead. No, exactly. It's like that is that was their reality and you observing the same thing, you had a completely different reality. And this is where, so you can train yourself what to, to look at and, and what Cassie and I talk about, but Cassie had a different, in that specific situation, different emotion or different feeling than this other person would have. Mm-hmm. And so how do you want to feel in your life? You know, like when you make that connection between this is the reality I'm choosing to observe and I can train myself to observe and Mm -hmm. and it feels like this or I can do, or it can feel like this. Mm -hmm. And I really like what you said, train yourself to observe because what we are, um, and they talk about this in the movie, you know, like how we, we, um, and I talk about this all the time, but we create our current reality based on a memory, right? Mm -hmm. So mostly, when you go to a new situation, if that's what's, if you've always felt like, well, I get ignored, then you recreate that situation. Yeah. But you can absolutely train yourself to like step back and be the observer and choose something else to see. Yeah. But you have to stop and step back. Otherwise you just create that possibility, that probability over and over again. Yes. And until you have the awareness of how all this works, you mm-hmm. don't, like that's one of the things they were saying, like until you have this knowledge you don't, you can't change it because you're not aware that it's happening like that. Yes. Yeah. And I love, like they even said this, our observation has a direct effect on our world. Oh, so, so true. Yeah. And the subatomic world responds to our observation. Like every particle, not just like, it's, it's not just, I don't know, like a person, every particle of being of your reality reacts to your observation. Yes. I wonder if this just kind of came to me. So you know how we were talking about water last week Mm -hmm. and what's the difference between like observing it or setting an intention to it? Cause like you can look at something or you can look at someone with love or you can like deliberately 
intend to send them love vibes or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's, if there's a difference between an intention and observation in terms of how we're affecting our reality. Well, I think our intentions guide our observations. Yes. And they kind of said that, you know, like, um, uh, Joe Dispenza, whom I really like, um, you know, he was talking about how I can wake up and I can consciously, um, create my day every single day. And I'm creating a neural net in my brain Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, says it's possible to create my day. And so I think when we go in with that and, you know, and he talked about intentions, I think when you go in with the intention to, you know, be love or spread love or whatever, it changes your observation to see how you could love someone. Yeah. To set you up. Yeah. To yeah. set you up to find the qualities that are lovable, you know, instead of the qualities that aren't. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about these neuro net things a little bit, because I think Cassie and I have touched on this in previous episodes, but talking about you're creating the more you gather evidence or the more you think this way or a certain way, you're creating things in your brain pathways synapses to happen that's creating this neural net that's reinforcing that right mm-hmm. yeah and that believes um that you can create you know possibility wait what do you mean you're creating the neural net that says i believe you know like you're increasing the belief in the possibility as well oh, yes yes yeah and ever, so every time you guys observe you start to practice this stuff and so you deliberately like switch your attention onto something and then you notice that you feel better or you notice that something comes to you easily you're creating this new neural net in your in your mind about oh this works or just like what you said Cass oh this is possible like this is a possibility and the more this is why Cassie and I both coach our clients to gather evidence, like look for what you're wanting to experience because you're adding not only to those positive pathways, but you're building that neural net of belief and that it is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I love that. And so, um, that is why we teach you to gather that because, and they talked about this, um, when they were talking about this part of how we kind of get addicted to the, right. The external world and the stimulus and response, we get like addicted in our brains to like, okay, I do this and this is what happens. And that's just that like expectation, right? So it's shaping everything you see. It's shaping, you know, obviously the things that you experience because you're expecting them. Um, but, and then what they said is the brain starts to work out of you know, response, response instead, instead of, of creation. creation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, I love the picture they painted. So if you guys haven't seen this, like go watch the movie. <laughs> it's right. really a lot easier to understand when it's a visual representation, but they kind of said, so you're having these reactions, these, your chemical reactions in your brain. And it's like, they need a fix. So the, um, say getting angry or something, is it satisfies this reaction and Mm -hmm. it needs that in order to, to be complete or to feel good. And so that's going to cause you to be angry more often. Does that make sense? Did that make sense, Cass? Yeah. Okay. So it's saying it's really, once you've practiced this way for so long, it's like that drug addiction, you just keep needing it. And then the coolest thing was it said, when that cell divides, 
it takes that information that it's been practicing and I won't get too specific into all the receptor cells and all that, but you can see how all your cells in your body have information. And if you're, if the information is to be angry, then when it divides, it's going to make another one that has that same information. So you're going to need to get more angry to satisfy that same, like to give it the same fix. Like you need more drugs because you get immune to them. Mm-hmm. So it can be very challenging to switch behaviors and thoughts and focus, but it's 100% possible. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, they said it like I wrote down what they like, if you make the effort, you will experience something different. Yes. But it does take the effort because you have to break that that stimulus response and start to work in terms of creation. The yes. good news about this, I don't know that they necessarily said it, but from personal experience, like once you break that stimulus response and you start working in creation, then you become like creation becomes that natural state. And so you're always creating and you're not working to break those things anymore. There is a place where, from my experience, where you shift to you're in creation mode all the time. You're making those decisions to create all the time instead of that stimulus response. Mm -hmm. And this, so when we talk about, um, breaking away, like I love this because they talk about in the video or the movie, you have to be willing to let go of your old identity, right? Because mm-hmm. you're having all these, this is so exciting because <laughs> like you have to let go of that old self. You mm-hmm. have to become the new self, but you have to be willing because we're so addicted to our emotions and like how we feel. And we're so attached and addicted to who we think we are, but it's hundred yes. percent possible to change that. And you're not going to become any different. You're not going to experience a different life until you let go of the addiction to all those emotions that are holding you in that place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That, which is so like, it's like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. And then, but that's a whole process, right? Letting go of who you are now yeah. to become something different is, it, it takes the effort. Yeah. It takes, and I don't love the word courage, but it takes like the willingness Mm-hmm. to do that. Um, I think kind of one of the things that stood out for me, like we know this, I've known this, I know you need to let go and become a different person, but it, it's this idea of addiction, like that we, yeah. we're addicted to our emotions and I can totally see it in myself. Like I remember mm-hmm. past relationships when it's been, it's felt, even though I knew it wasn't healthy for me, I still stayed in it because it was, I was just addicted to that love, like that kind of, they filled that up for me. They sat it, they gave me that fix, mm-hmm. right? And so it is uncomfortable to break away from that. And it can happen the same in like, if you're, you know, you're not happy in your job, you're addicted to your stress and you just yes. keep finding new ways that it's bad and that it's stressful because you don't understand how this is all happening, but now you guys do. Yeah. Right. Now you do. Yeah. I was just talking um, with a friend yesterday and I teach this and I I was like reminded I put this in money mindset for champagne life. Like when you, when you're addicted to that. So if you're in that space, I want to take this to like a tangible example. So in terms of money, right. If you're addicted to that stress and like always being stressed out, 
like even when things aren't as stressful, you will create things. Yeah. So let's say that you get a promotion and you, you're like, Oh, you get a promotion. And in theory, it should be like less work or less stress, maybe because there's more money. So in theory, there should be less stress. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what everybody always thinks like, Oh, if I have more money, more money, better. Right. But if you are, when you're addicted to that, like you will create that, like you'll either create it at your job in terms of, you know, maybe all of a sudden you get a problem employee, right? So that you have the stress to create, to serve that addiction, or it could be that you create an experience that then all of a sudden you don't have money, like that takes a big chunk of money so that you can then keep stressing about money because you're addicted to it. Yes. Yeah. It's so important. I really want this to sink in for you guys. Um, because I think one of the most powerful ways to change that is to just be aware of that. So look at yourself, at yourself, look at your like life and say, is there any areas where I'm letting myself kind of fall into the same pattern over and over? Mm-hmm. And am I ready to change that? Yes. And so often, like, and you have to really like, even when you think you're observing it, then take one more step backwards Mm -hmm. and ask yourself the same question. Because I think a lot of people think they're doing this. And I wanted to talk about this when we're addicted to the emotions. Mm -hmm. Um, so then you also get addicted to the stories. Oh yeah. Because they then create those emotions. Right. And so when you're addicted to that emotion and then you have to tell the story that supports it Mm -hmm. so that you can have that emotion. Mm -hmm. Well, every time you tell that story, you're creating your reality. You're choosing which 2000 bits of information you're going to take in in every moment. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny when I have to tell my clients this happened the other day. I was hearing a story and I just said, you know what? You're not going to like this response, but stop talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, oh, I know, I know. Um, Right. Uh, My clients get like, um, like uh, I had them in a workshop and some, some I've had like clients for a year and then there was new clients. And like, I warned, I was like, Oh, this is the first of many times I'm going to stop your story. And like all my clients are just like shaking their head. Like, yep, this is (laughs) going to happen over and over again. (laughs) And that's good to understand too, is that it is something that happens over and over again. (laughs) Well, and that's why it is something that happened because you, it's that, um, it's that addiction, right? That mm-hmm. addiction of needing that. And so you tell the story to get that fix. And oftentimes you need somebody else. Like sometimes we can do this for ourselves, but very often I've found, I mean, this is like what I do for my clients a lot of the time because you're in it. You can't see can't when it's see happening. It. Yeah. You need someone else to help you stop that that process, therefore, and shifting that addiction and bringing it more into you choosing to create than be reactive to stimulus and response. Absolutely. That's one of the most common things I hear is, Oh, I didn't see it like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and often, Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say you, even when you think you're, you're changing something often, you don't see it like that because this is the process you've been in. Right. So I will see sometimes people will, um, they'll like create a new story, but it's really just, uh, they've tried to make it a more, I don't know, positive version of a different story, Mm -hmm. but it's the same thing. It's feeding the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And you can tell by the energy of that. Yes. Yeah. So what I was just going to say, so all of these applicable things that Cassie and I talk about all the time, like it just kind of was coming to me as Cassie was speaking 
they're all based in in this science like Mm -hmm. in this and it's just so cool to have that connection and say yeah we we tell you to to change your story for a reason we ask you to get clear about your future self for a reason and it's all based in this stuff yes yeah yeah um Go. What should we talk about next? How much? I well, mean, I know we're, we're getting. Time, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, all right. I felt like we. I'm like, I don't want to start any topic. <laughs> so, do you want to um, sum up with any final final thoughts? Uh, just to like be aware, and really, I think this is if you really want to change. Like this information says, you absolutely can change. Yes, you absolutely have the power. You have the power, and if you want to do it, do it. And if you feel like you can't like get somebody who can help you because like breaking, like understanding this and breaking that stimulus response and and getting to the point where you are just creating all the time, like is just so good. And the science says it's absolutely possible. You just have to put in the effort. Yes. What about you? What's your final thought? That's what I, I just want to, I would say all that again. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my, my most favorite thing in, I would just want people to know their power. And this just yeah. gives so much more like oomph to it saying like, it's all right here. Here we go. Go yes. do it. Oh, so good. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week. Have a good one. Go be awesome. Thank you for joining us on the manifest it now show where you learn how to leverage the law of attraction to manifest your dreams. Now that you're inspired, share the love and review us on iTunes. While you're there, remember to subscribe.